Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. to another one of the only Hog Talk podcasts, part of the Believe and the Buzz Radio Networks. And you can always hear us on all podcast platforms as well as Buzz 2 on 106.7 in Central Arkansas. So please like, rate, and review our podcast. And we're coming to you live from the Quarry Hyman Studios. I'm your host, Porter Hayes of Sports and Culture Arkansas. Alongside me is Jacob Davis from Arkansas Fight, and we're brought to you by Bet Online. And all of our live shows are presented to you by Brewing Arkansas Brewing Company and Ozark Arkansas. And as always, you can find our latest odds and sports development, including this year's Masters, this year's Hockey Finals, Major League Baseball, Home Run Derby, Fighting News. So head to the website and use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on first deposit, just use our promo code BLEAV to get your bonus to get in the action and bet online is where the game starts. And we will start the show. We got a, you know, it's the time in between talking season, but Arkansas has a has a team in this tournament. It's called the the basketball tournament. For those who are not familiar with it, it is a grown man's league. As long as you're not in an NBA contract, you can sign up. You can put a team together, enter this, apply it. I mean, they don't – I mean, I think they turned away like 40 teams this year. Started 2014, Notre Dame alumni team won it the first time. Overseas elite, went on a three, four – I think three or four. I want to say four. four Four-time run. And then you had Cayman's crew. And then last year, Bayham's Army, which was out of the Syracuse. A lot of these are – alumni based from school so it, it, I've watched it from the beginning I fell in love with it I got in contact with uh, Keith Kelly who was the GM of the the first GM of Team Arkansas now Monty Patel and Sonny Weems run the team this year and just getting to know you know Dan the Elam guy who you know they have the Elam inning which we'll talk about here in just a second but Jacob I don't know how long you've watched this thing but I'll get your take on what you think about the tournament but I tell you what, it's a different league and it's a different type of tournament. Yeah, it's really it's really neat. I've watched it. I probably watched it when Arkansas when when Keith Kelly started it. It was like the Golden Boot Dynasty. Uh, that was his first team, and then he reshuffled it up and started uh, started the Team Arkansas. And I really thought Team Arkansas really built something. It was generally off of uh, just mainly Razor former Razorbacks, and then. As it transformed, it's guys that are affiliated with the uh, state of Arkansas. And, you know, it's really cool seeing guys like a Chris Coffey and all them. And we'll get to those guys later. 
but a guy that just really goes and plays hard every single possession offensively and defensively but it's a different league man it you know at points you're like man this is some weird basketball like they don't score for like minutes at a time but you got to think about it these guys haven't played together very long they they're limited practice i mean i think i was heard what monty patel say on whatever justin acre's show and westmore show was uh last friday they were talking about how many days they had the last season before they played uh in the first round against the uh, funk uh the tcu alumni team last year i think they said they only had like three days of practice when the funk team they they had like a month or so of practice and arkansas ended up beating them but yeah this is like the furthest arkansas team arkansas has been in the in the tbt so I can't say the TBT because it's actually the basketball tournament. Yeah, it's the furthest in, in, in TBT. So it's so it, it uh, does get confusing. Yeah, yeah. I've been really immersed in it. I mean, and I've been a part of Team Arkansas. This is my second year. I went up to Wichita last year, and they won their first game and got beat by Challenge ALS. Another aspect of this tournament that I like. And we're going to have Coach Monty Patel on here in a few short minutes, in between 8.45 and 9 o'clock. You know, they're in Omaha right now getting ready, but, you know, for the, the regional final against Cutter, uh, Cutter, Gutter Cat Gang. And, and for those yeah. who don't know, that's Team Hines. Team Hines is a very well-known, one of the staples. I mean, he's up there with, you know, sideline cancer, overseas elite, Bayheim's Army, you know, and so – you get, you know, to know it's it's a small brotherhood. Once you start, like, I've been able to connect with the people at Sideline Cancer. And, and me personally, if I wasn't immersed with, you know, Team Arkansas, one of my favorite teams that I would root for would be Autism Army because of my son, Gabby, you, you know. Would. Yeah. And, and so it's really cool. You get to get connected. They play for causes. There's a, a mental toughness team. There's a diabetes team. There's a pancreatic cancer team, you know, the Challenge ALS has a team in it. And so each year, there's somebody playing for a different cause. And, and Dan Friel, who heads it up, you know, lets these teams in. They get sponsors. You, you can pay people. Now, this is the cool thing about it. I mean, it's a million-dollar prize, but you don't win anything unless you win the whole tournament. It's a one-and-done. Right. And as you're alluding to, I mean, so you think this is a once-a-year deal. You've got maybe a week or two to prepare to play in a, in a game, and you're picking up. It's just a pickup game. And sometimes you get to play with the same players. But I've noticed this year some of the players that, like Rice, that played on the winning team last year, Bayham Army, he's playing, um, he's playing for uh, another team. I can't remember exactly which team, what, what roster he's playing with, but it's just – then they opened up a Rucker Park. Like, I would love to That's go cool. watch – you know, Man, then so play cool. at Rucker Park. You know, it's just – it's really cool, the whole thing. And, you know, Jacob, we're really trying – I mean, with Arkansas making this deep run, and like I said, more of this we'll go over when we have Monty on and, and really talk to him about the possibilities. But we're really trying to get Arkansas as a host. Talk to Dan. If we can get the, you know, the U of A and the university backing, this thing could be in Fayetteville. This team is a popular team. Dan loves the team. The, how Monty has just taken over this team and what they've been able to do with Sonny Weems. And, you know, you've got Courtney Fortson playing coffee. You've got Hunter Mickelson. These guys that have just stepped up this year and been a complete team. It, this is the most complete team they've had. 
I, I know, yeah. and, and I had some kind of backlash yesterday about, well, they're not playing their best basketball. Well, I mean, they don't understand how hard it is to play yeah. in the TBT. They do not understand you're playing against grown men. The refs let you play. That's that's yeah. the biggest thing I noticed. The refs really let you play when when they're going along. Like, there's sometimes this – you're like, that's a foul, that's a foul, and you're like – they're calling it both ways. So, I mean, that's uh, – right. what, what are the things have you noticed when it comes to you've watched that has stood out to you different watching TBT than you have, say, like an Arkansas Razorback game? Yeah, so when you're watching TBT, you're, you, I, the speed of the game is really different. It's kind of in between the college game and the NBA game. The, like, it's, it's a fast-paced pace, fast game, but you can also tell, like, there's some guys that, that – you know, are older and, and are, you know, they're not as athletic as what they were, but they're still going to, they're all, uh, I'm seeing, I like the concept of having guys like, like Aldon or Andon, Aldon Gilder that played for, Mm -hmm. uh, the Omaha blue crew last night, played four seasons in college just two years ago. Uh, when he played for Texas A&M, I'm like, that guy's name sounds really familiar. So I looked him up and he played at Texas A&M for three seasons before transferring to Gonzaga uh, two seasons ago, like I saw, I mean, seeing these guys that are refreshing faces, and you're like, well, what? That's what they've been doing. That's what these guys have been up to. And, and you're getting to learn some of these guys on, on the outside looking in. You're, you're seeing these guys that are they're they're professionals, and they're wanting to to further further themselves in, in the professional game too. So that's a really cool thing. Uh, not not as like as far as what the uh, what goes on the court. But their individual performances and being able to gain uh, uh, professional contracts outside of this, because it's basically a tryout league. You have you have leagues like this going on all over the country right now to, to get noticed, and that's the cool thing. Like like Chris Coffey going off last night for I think he what had like sixteen and fifteen last night. Yeah, he had a double double. Uh, a guy that a guy yeah, but the guy like I never I, I knew of him because he played on last year's team. But he was making a name for himself. And, and Think about this. We're talking about yeah. college. He played NAIA. Yeah. Yeah. He was the NAIA player of the year. And that's American. the thing, like, yeah. you know, these NAIAs, like here in Arkansas, the only one I can really think of maybe is college of the University of Ozarks in Clarksville. That That's yeah. the only one. Maybe yeah. – I don't know. What's Lyon College up in Batesville? Lyon, Lyon is uh, Division three. So, I mean, you I think do. about something think. like a college like that – NAIA, right. but that's what if, if correct me if I'm wrong. That's what UCA was when Scotty Pippen was there, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you yeah, know. They were so, NAIA. so you think about the lower you have basically Division One, Division Two, II, Division Three. Then, in my eyes, you have JUCO one, JUCO two, and then NAIA. Yeah. Somebody yeah. like a a, um, a John Brown University out of Oral out of Salem Springs. You know, some of these. Right. Some of the smallest schools that, that you could go play, that's what NAIA is. And not saying that there's anything wrong with it. You know, it's, that's just the type of players. And, yeah, he had 16 and 13. Of course, Barford's going to get his. But I'll tell you what, who really has impressed me, the way he has ran the floor, he has played a, a, a different type of animal. And even in the first game, let me look at the stats. He had 20 and 12. That's Hunter Milkelson. The, oh, the dude, that Wouldn't dunk he had yesterday, I mean, running the floor like a guard. That was nasty. And, 
you know, last year, it, and it's weird, it seems like it takes you a year to kind of gel and get used to this TBT. You're getting used to, again, what I said with the whole, you know, getting used to how they call the fouls, how everything's played out. And I think, you know, sometimes, you know, and then if you're on a team that has a bunch of shooters, like they had Dusty Hannis on there last year along with Jalen Barford. And so they have Courtney Fortson at the point guard. He's he's second in, in total assist. Barford's first or second when it comes to, you know, total points. So, I mean, it's been uh, it's been a breath of fresh air for them to make it as far as they have. And it's just this is where I'll tell you what, if you don't have a team of dogs, you're going to be sent home. You know, you're, you're, you're not going to make it far when it comes to that. Yeah, and and that, that Chris Coffey, I'm sorry to keep bringing him up, but the dude's got some dog in him. I saw a picture of a uh, of a of a dog inside of a uh, yeah that X-ray. X-ray yeah <laughs> I love that meme <laughs> I love it I love that meme I, I meant to save it to my phone and it, it's so you know that that's just something that you don't hear it you don't hear about that stuff outside of like the Arkansas Twitter and stuff and other teams talking about it but look man it's just he's like the the typical Arkansas guy that that's overlooked he just has a lot of dog in him and we were talking about that on twitter last night just so many arkansas guys that have been through the university that just have dog in them mm-hmm. the dude just has a fight and this dude's not even affiliated with the university of arkansas but he's got some dog and he'll fight you and i wouldn't want to be him and kamani johnson are two guys that i wouldn't want to be uh, in a street fight with i'm telling you right now because kamani johnson for the razorbacks he's from brooklyn and then that coffee guy, man, I'd hate to find, I'd hate to uh, see what either one of those guys at a bar. I'll tell you what, Trey Wade's not doing too shabby down low neither. Ooh, I mean, that's the Trey thing. They, that's the you've got a perfect balance. This team, and this is I've watched this since the the, the beginning, and it takes good yeah. guard play. That, that, I mean, you need a good guard Absolutely. because you're playing against a bunch of people who are used to being the stars on their. Their team overseas, you know, they're yeah. they're averaging 20, 30 points a game overseas. So you come together, you you try to get these guys to gel in a, a week long mini camp. But you got Courtney at the at the one, you, then you have uh, Barford at the two, Hunter's down low. Then you've got Treyway. Then you've got Coffee. I mean, they've they've got some dogs. And then you think Dusty was Dusty was supposed to play. Then he's in summer league. So you you think yeah. just, just think about this kid. He's from Farmington, Farmington, Arkansas. Just got done, you know, he's playing at UFAS. Matthew Wilson, they give him a call up. Yeah. Hey, man, you will make $50,000, come win this tournament with us. You know, I mean, that's the thing. You go from playing at University of Arkansas, Fort Smith, and if they win this whole thing, he can win $50,000. Courtney Fortson. and Yeah, and, and for playing basketball. And, and that's yeah. the thing. Some of the, like they had a, a, a We Are D3 team, a bunch of D3 guys playing. You know, and, and the upsets, it's almost like a March Madness. And I really wish more people, and I think this thing really hit up when it comes to, um, you know, COVID, because that was the only thing going on at the time. And yeah. this tournament, you know, was played in a bubble scenario just like everything else and how it kind of took shape and took hold and, yeah. and and just captured the nation by storm. And now what I really love is the fact that Team Arkansas has won their first two games they, they ended up beating, and that's a cool, another cool thing. The, the team that they played was a, a YouTube-based team. 
some YouTube guys from St. Louis yep. that plays in a St. Louis Pro-Am. You know, you raise enough money, you get accepted. They got 20-something thousand followers on, on YouTube and Facebook. And then they get to be in the tournament. And Arkansas beat them 72-69. Courtney Fortson hit the game winner. And then you go up against Omaha Blue Crew, which this is their second year, but they got to host in their second year. You know, so it, it is very – I would love to see this thing in Barnhill. I mean, could you imagine, like – we talk about this fan base all the time, Jacob. Could you imagine this thing being played in Barnhill Arena? And I actually asked, I actually posed that question. Yeah, Barnhill would be a pretty cool place to watch a game. And they have opened that up to uh, to the red-white game. Uh, Musselman's done a great job, man. He, he markets the heck out of it. I can't imagine that actually happening. It'd be cool to see it happen, though, because... I, you know, I'm too young to know what Barnhill is actually like as a Razorback fan. It's something different. I mean, you, you, you remember the spirit of Barnhill. You remember the, the way, uh, the roar of the crowd and being able to watch the uh, highlights that War Machine puts up. I think you could probably sell out 10,000 seats. I think it sits 10,000 people. You can probably get seven, 8,000 people to come watch a TBT game during the middle of the summer. Yeah. And it would take the Arkansas game. Like, you know, you watch some of these other games. There may be, be 100 people there. And I know yeah. it's 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 hard it's to get people, people on you know. vacation. Yeah. And and that's the thing, like, I'd even talked about maybe the possibility of, like, Hot Springs. If they couldn't get it in, in, in Fayetteville, you know, you got Hot Springs, which you could play it down there where they played the state tournament games and the state championship yeah. games. Or you and, play the Jack Stevens Center. Yeah. I see. I don't think I'm looking at logistics and parking and okay. You know, I'm looking at the grand scheme of if we couldn't have it in Fayetteville, I would really love to get it into Hot Springs because the tourists, the casino, yeah, the draw, everything that comes with that. But I like that. You know, I didn't. I didn't think about that side of things either. But you know, I I did talk to you know Dan, who is the the one of the founders of this TBT tournament, and he really loves the university backing. So, you know, I'm going to, me and Monty and the team, I've actually been fortunate to be a part of the staff of of Team Arkansas and really promote this team social media-wise. And, and I was supposed to be in Omaha, but the game yesterday was, you know, 7 o'clock at night, you're in Omaha, and then I had to be at work yeah. Sunday morning. So it just, it just logistically wasn't going to work out. But, I mean, I would – man, if this thing kicks off and we can, I mean, win this region final, then they go to Wichita, which I'm telling you what, I, when I watched Arkansas, they got beat by Challenge ALS, and then uh, the aftershocks is the Wichita State alumni team. Yeah. You would think you're watching a game, uh, Kentucky versus Arkansas game in Bud Walton Arena. I mean, that is how electric that stadium gets, and it's crazy. So, but – I'll tell you what, you know, we, we've talked about this TBT and, and, and we've had a special treat for you. So without further ado, we are going to bring in the head coach of Team Arkansas TBT, Coach Monty Patel. Coach, can you hear us? Yes, sir. How are y'all? Man, we, we, we've been sitting here talking about this crazy run that y'all have been on. And, and, you know, you've had a day off to reflect about these past two games. So just tell us how it's been. Oh man, the experience is great. The the run has been great. A lot of support. Uh, our sponsors have been great. So it's everything's good. We uh, we're enjoying it. We're we're having a good time. We live in the moment. That's the big thing about this. It's like an NCAA tournament feel. Live in the moment and 
survive in advance. Yeah, in your first game, I mean, it's weird. You know, we I was telling Jacob, you know, I had a pleasure to be part of the staff this year and kind of you get to see who that first game's against and you look at this YouTube team and you're, you're trying to look at them, but it's like, one, the team that they promoted wasn't the team they put on the floor. So, one, I mean, how hard was that to kind of prepare for that team and just – how hard is it in general to prepare for this TBT in general? I mean, honestly, it hasn't been. With, with the, you take the guys' team, you, you know, people are putting in their branding, but we knew the best players were going to play. They might throw the other guy in there. And, I mean, just from a basketball game plan perspective, when we knew that one of the guys came in, he's not a professional. He's a good basketball player, probably played college, uh, if I remember correctly. But, it was as soon as he gets in, pick on him. Let, let's get him in a ball screen. Let's get him in an action. Let's pick on him and get him out quick. What we're not trying to do is be a YouTube sensation. Um, you know, we needed everything in that game, but guys are still figuring out, you know, how to play with each other and stuff. Obviously, the game looked much cleaner on our end the second game, and I would imagine and I hope the next game will be even cleaner because we're starting to get used to our tendencies and how we play together. So, I mean, even with, with all these guys, they're professionals, and it's not as much X's and O's as much as it will be on personnel. But even then, we're scouting the heck out of everybody, making sure we have, like, our guys know what, you know, they're doing. And, and everyone's on a short time anyway. So, get their actions and move on. Well, and, and, you know, this being your second year, now you've had a year to prepare. You know, you know what it's like to, to be a head coach of the – the basketball tournament, you know what it takes, what kind of team you need to play in this kind of tournament. So, you know, what has that helped you and prepared this year compared to where you were last year when y'all played in Wichita? Um, relationships more. It's coaching, in my opinion, is always about relationships. How well do you know your guys? How well, how, how direct can you be with them? How, how strong and confident are you when you tell them something that they will understand, respect it, and do it? Um, so with that, it's, been hey getting to know these guys having some background and, and some of these other guys and um just not very hard everyone's a professional and everyone knows what they're doing i got a guest with me too y'all may know him y'all may not i don't know yes yes also workman's travel center okay, heartline we got courtney fortson along with here. us <laughs> uh, <left hand>. <laughs> <laughs> courtney uh, i really have to ask you right off the bat how cool was it to to hit one of the famous Elam endings. I mean, what was that? What was that like? I can't even describe it. I mean, after two years being off and uh, a fairy tale ending like that, I it's too good to be fixed. Well, it was a pleasure, you know, you seeing you play, and and we were talked about the similarities between, you know, this year's team and last year's team, and and I'll tell you what, from my perspective, I think this is one of the most complete teams that there is in TBT the rebounding, the scoring, the point guard play. So just talk about your team as a whole and how you feel moving into, you know, the regional final where this is the first time Team Arkansas has been there. As a team, I just feel like we're so talented that if we keep everything separate, then our, our talent will show forth. Instead of, us, you know, getting those one-on-one situations or, you know, uh, low clock situations with no options. So I think we keep the game simple with, you know, Dusty and uh, yeah, and, and also, you know, just what team – I mean, think, you know, Team Hines has been in this thing for, you know, numerous years. So, it's you're going against – and in any region, that's the one thing about this tournament. There's no such thing as a bad draw. 
So how does that help you prepare mentally knowing that every single game you're getting their best because they know when this game over, their their shot at a million dollars is over with. Right. For me, it's a dog eat dog. I'm not going into the game like that. You know, I approach life like that. So for me, I understand. You know, uh, the intensity is going to be very high. It might be uh, at the beginning of the game, it might be a little tight, both more, you know, both, both better teams. So you got a lot of guys playing with you. And a lot of successful guys back there. You know, Tyrese Rice, one of my good friends. Uh, Great point guard MVP last year on the team, so yeah, we will have our hands full, but I think uh, I think we'll be okay. Jacob, you got anything for him? So, uh, what are you? What are your thoughts on some of the guys that that are the lesser known guys? We were talking about Chris Coffey earlier. Uh, some guys like Matt Wilson uh, from UAFS. What are some of your thoughts on the guys uh, out there that are lesser known that are making a name for themselves in TBT? It's a beautiful thing. I mean, that's that's what makes the TBT so beautiful. I mean, guys like that can get a look, and before you know it, boom, he's playing high level basketball overseas somewhere. You know, he's just hurt. So it's a good, it's a good, it's a good piece. And another one, another attribute to the game, Hunter Mickelson, you know, he, from last year to this year, you were talking about one of the most improved players, in my opinion, on Team Arkansas. Just the way he run the floor and on that dunk yesterday, I mean, it's like he was he was another guard out there. So just between him and Coffee, I want to ask you as a point guard, you know, what does it mean having two guys like that, that if you throw up a shot and you miss it, comes off the – You've got two guys, and even if Trey Wade's down there, that they're going to put it back and give you those second-chance points. Well, for me being a veteran point guard, like, I, I kind of notice the team is crashing a more loud than I shot the ball, so I shot it off the glass, so all guys can have a chance to, you know, crash and get those points. So what what would be the biggest thing moving forward? You've got the game again. You've got a day off to kind of rest and prepare. You know, what are you looking forward to, you know, tomorrow night when it comes to – you know, playing against Team Hines, you know, in the Gutter, gutter Cat Gang? Uh, just to see where we're at. You know, a lot of people think we're going to lose the game, of course. But uh, I just want to see where we're at. I think they're going to be honest. Um, like I said, I like our chances, especially with uh, one of our people working so well. I like our chances. I like to hear that. And, and Coach, I got a question for you. And, and this is just the, the tournament as a whole. What has it meant for you just – statewide coverage, all the publicity, all the support that you've been getting this year that I've noticed from the local media, the, the men's basketball team, Coach Musselman. So what has that been to you, seeing all the social media activity and just the support you've been getting this year? I mean, for me, the publicity doesn't matter. I, I get that Team Arkansas is a brand, and so luckily I've, I've got really good people, Siva, uh, Brandy, and Eli that are doing our content for us so it can be off my plate. Me, I enjoy just being on social media, talking trash to friends, talking basketball, but the the publicity or whatever, it, it, it is what it is. Um, I enjoy that the state is backing us, that we're, we're starting to get more followers. We, we're getting more interactions throughout our our social media, so that makes it helpful. And then hopefully we get more sponsors the next year and the next year and the next year to help us out like, like while we're coming down here. But publicity-wise, for me personally, don't matter. I, I hope our kids watch, like the kids I coach in high school and AAU watch, so they can learn and they take in the experience I have and take that knowledge and use it for their games to get better there. But aside from that, not a big deal. And this question would be for both of y'all. You know, what would it mean, you know, for all the hard work that y'all have put in, 
this deep run and knowing that in, in Omaha's second year they got to host, what would it mean that if you got the backing and to where we could possibly get this thing in Fayetteville or, or, or somewhere in Arkansas to show where, how far y'all have come as a team that you deserve a, a host spot? For me, that's one of my personal goals, uh, especially with my first year being here, and just seeing uh, the potential. We didn't really think I played the potential of, you know, what Arkansas can bring to the tournament as far as the fan support. You know, uh, it's a great city. Um, I mean, it's, I mean, it's perfect for the TBT. In my end of it, it's like seeing the staff of TBT work, how much they help us, and they're, they're so good to us as our team taking care of us when it comes to gym times to, to, hey, we need this, we need that. And, and good people like that I want around, and our state can use that, and they can see our, like, the good guys on our team. Like, hey, Courtney hasn't played in Arkansas since 2006, 2007? No, 8, 8, 8, 2008. He'll a little old. 2008, <laughs> I do remember going to Texas game, so it was 2008. Um, but even then, it's like, hey, look how good he really is. Because, I mean, he, had, he has NBA opportunities. He loves the cultures of China. He liked going back over. But like, let's look at these guys after they're going. It's the, the funnest part to me of this, I guess, is seeing these guys come in with their families versus kids who are getting dropped off by their families. <laughs> but these guys are talking about their kids, their wife, uh, whatever they're doing in their life. And so that part of it, getting Arkansas fans to see that these, these guys that we think of as kids at times in college have turned into grown men and what successes they've had that their, their college time at Arkansas paid off for them. So I think that's the biggest thing for me with, with Arkansas hosting. And then, of course, you know, we got a little home backing. Guys, guys talking crap for us versus the other way around. Yeah. <laughs> Jake, did so, you have something else? Courtney, I do have something to tell you, man. So <laughs> Monty was just talking about uh, how long it's been since Courtney was at the uh, University of Arkansas. So I was a big fan growing up, Courtney. And, and when you came in as a freshman with Rodney and – and you had Mike Washington, me and some of my buddies, we were recreate the moment where uh, you were just dribbling endlessly uh, uh, against Texas. And you had made it to the lane, and you found Big Mike up there at the uh, elbow, and he just drove it to the uh, to the basket for a dunk for the win. Man, I, I just wanted to tell you that me and my buddies recreated that over and over and over again. And it's just been a pleasure to have you on tonight, man, and uh, I appreciate y'all both uh, coming on. What's it like being able to wear the red and white again? Uh, I mean, man, it's something I can't describe. I mean, I love it. I mean, I was a lot of our cancer, so I haven't been back since. You know, I haven't left Fayetteville spring that way since. So, I mean, I love it. I mean, it means everything. I mean, this spring that makes it awesome. They still notice me and come up to the autograph, so it's just, you know, it's a blessing. The best fan base ever. And that's what I kind of wanted to piggyback, you know, those players that haven't played it, you know, we talk about Arkansas truly being one of the best fan bases in the country. So what does that mean to you? It's been a while since you've played, but it's like riding a bike. You come and you put that Arkansas jersey on, you hit the game winner, and it's almost like that you did it in Bud Walton Arena again. So, I mean, what, what does that mean to you that it truly feels like, you know, yeah, you've been away from the program for so long, but it still feels like you're still part of the family? It shows the first class, the first class of the fans here. You know, everything's first class. You know, it's no, it's no trickiness with them. It's all of them. It's all heart. You know, so that's forever. And you know, that's why it made. That's why we're the best fan base ever. That's awesome. 
Well, Monty, I guess we'll end it with this. I know y'all, you're cutting away time to be with us, and we really appreciate it. You know, just talk about tomorrow night's game, you know, what, what keys to win and, and hopefully advancing to, uh, you know, Wichita next week or when whenever the, the Wichita region will start. I mean, the game plan is simple. It's, it's We call it KISS in high school. Keep it stupid simple. Don't do – we don't have to do anything crazy. All we got to do is play simple basketball. It's – you hear so many high school coaches in text messages telling me, hey, you know, all y'all do is play pick and rolls or find a way to get in pick and rolls. And used to when I didn't get to coach these high-level guys, I'm like, man, I hate teams that just only pick and roll and pick and roll. But then you think about it, basketball is as simple as a pick and roll if executed right with the right people. So it's so fun to watch just a clean basketball game. For us, keep it simple. Um, even even Omaha's coach after the game, the GM, they all came up, thanks, like, congratulated us and whatnot. They said, man, I'll just play hard, hard as heck. And I'm like, that's Arkansas, man. We, we always have a chip on our shoulder. We, we, we like to be the villains because we have such a chip on our shoulder. So for us, just come in, keep it simple, do our jobs, be professional, get out, get ready for Wichita's regional. Well, and, and I will. I, I've said one more thing, but it, it's the fact that the refs let you play. I mean, I've noticed that. The, the refs don't call the t- titchy, touchy fouls. They actually let you go in, and if some two people are going for the ball and they're slapping, they don't just automatically just call a foul. So, Courtney, I guess we'll end it on this. Like, you know, y'all are out there playing for a million dollars, and you are playing in a league where the refs really let you play, and we're not used to seeing that. So, you know, what does that mean to you and the team that you know that, yes, there's going to be some calls that could go either way, but for the most part, these refs are out there letting you play. I love it. I mean, it's, it shows who really wants it. There's men among boys, and you quickly see who the men are. So, for me, I love it. I mean, I love the physicality of it. Uh, I don't feel anybody can beat me to a 50 50 ball. So, good luck with that. I love it. Well, guys, hey, again. Like this university. Yep. <laughs> that's what you're used to when you play for Arkansas. That's that, that's right. But, guys, listen, it was a pleasure. It was an honor. Good luck tomorrow night. Thank you for joining us, and, and we'll – We'll be rooting you on tomorrow night. I appreciate you guys. We'll pay you Appreciate you. Oh, guys. Well, that was Coach Monty Patel and Courtney Fortson of Team Arkansas TBT, and they were brought to you by the Workman's Travel Center Hotline. And, you know, they're sitting there relaxing and, and getting ready for the game tomorrow. I mean, and I want to say something. The sound might have been off. It not have been, you know, high quality. But you know what? This is the thing that – you're cooped up in a hotel room and you're getting prepared for tomorrow night's game. And, you know, they're just trying to do the best they can and have the best time in their life while they're up there. So I really want to thank them both for coming on and, and, and just being a part of the broadcast on the fly. You know, it's just one of the things that, you know, me and Monty's really been able to, you know, be in touch and stay in touch being a part of the team. And since last year, him taking over and then, you know, Courtney, you know, playing this year has just been, I'll tell you what, he's been the the difference maker in this team, and I think he kind of alluded to them having one of their their weapons available tomorrow night. So we'll we'll see who that is, see who's gonna gonna be playing for them tomorrow night. So uh, Jacob, I think that was a really really good interview there. Oh yeah, man, it was great. I always I've always been wanting to talk to Courtney about that uh, <laughs> whole uh, deal with with. Uh, you know, how I used to mimic what he did. I wasn't the point guard. I was more of the 
the undunkable Mike uh, version of Mike Washington. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have it. I was told one time by my assistant coach in basketball, he said, look, Jacob, your, your vertical is like a half an inch. It's not very high. It's like this high. Don't jump. <laughs> <We> used, <laughs> so I, I, I didn't want to share that with Courtney. Just a little fun. We used bit. to call those uh, uh, paper hops. We, we used to yes. somebody jump up. Yeah. If you could slide a piece of paper underneath them, they'd call, they'd call them paper hops. <laughs> and that's another thing. Like I want to mention, you know, these guys they they come and go, and 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 Courtney answered it perfectly. You know, that really shows a true testament to this fan base. I mean, that's what yeah. makes you know. And I want to I want to give this team you know a, a, a props and. That's the Wichita, like getting to go there and seeing that atmosphere and packing <clears throat> ten to 12,000, whatever the capacity is for this stadium, they pack it. It's because these players, whether they're, they're alumni or not, they represent that school. And I would yeah. love to get Hunter Yurchek, Coach Musselman, Jordan Weaver, whoever you know, we, can, we can talk to to try to make this happen to where – we could possibly get this in Bud Walton Arena, but it's it's a special feeling to be able to connect with with Sonny Weems, who played at UFIS as well before he went to U of A. Yeah. Courtney Fortson, Dusty Hannes played at Arkansas. Hunter Mickelson, you know all the guys that was there. Jalen Barford, who you know we've kind of he's been the, the the star of the team. You know we didn't really hardly talk about it, but I mean that you talk about he's a TBT legend. You know, he's played yeah. with Jackson, you know, the underdogs before he started playing with Arkansas. And, you know, just watching some of these press conferences and these these videos with Sonny Weems and him saying multiple times, you're putting on this Arkansas jersey and you're representing the state. And it really shows, you know, what it means to be a true Razorback, whether you can be yeah. – technically you can't say anything about Razorbacks because it's not affiliated with the university, but – you're still – I mean, I remember Jermaine Taylor boxing Bernard Hopkins way back in the day, and they were calling the Hogs in, in the Grand MGM in Las Vegas. Dude had Arkansas on his shorts, and they're calling the Hogs. Bryce Mitchell, you know, Thug Nasty. Yeah. You know, you know that's just the state that we live in, and I'm very honored to live in the state that we do and have that this fan base. So, But I'll tell you what, we're going to take a quick break – we're going to gather ourselves and um, jump in the comments because after the break, we're going to talk about our personal favorite sports memories. It doesn't have to be. We can break down Arkansas, and then, you know, it could be a two-part thing. We can do our favorite Arkansas memory, and we can do in general. So jump in the comments after the break. Tell us your favorite sports memory, and we will come back right after the break. Shelby Taylor Trucking serves all your timberland needs in South Central Arkansas. With over 50 years in the industry, Shelby Taylor Trucking has established themselves as trustworthy leaders in the industry. From planting to harvesting to hauling your timber, Shelby Taylor Trucking is ready to serve you. Follow them on all social media platforms at Shelby Taylor Trucking. Learn more by visiting their website at staylortrucking.com. That's staylortrucking.com. Com. McCoy Tiger Drug Store of Sheridan, Arkansas has been the top pharmacy in all of South Central Arkansas since 1895. They were also the 2020 Good Neighbor Pharmacy of the Year. They not only fix you up with your prescription with timely and friendly service, but also an elite gift shop. All your OTC needs, 
baby and wedding registries, tuxedo rentals, and much more. They are located at 821 North Rock Street in Sheridan. Give them a call today at 870-942-5121. And we want to welcome you back to another Hog Talk Live, always presented to you by Arkansas Brewing Company in Ozark, Arkansas. Be sure to go down to downtown Ozark, catch you a drink. They've always got live music, some of the best food around. And we really want to shout out to our other sponsors, Shelby Taylor Trucking, McCoy Tiger Pharmacy, Camelot Exteriors and Roofing out of Norman, Oklahoma, Grind It Right Stump Grinders in Northwest Arkansas, and also as well as A-Plus Insurance in Ozark, Arkansas. If it wasn't for our sponsors, you know, we wouldn't be able to do this show, you know, and always presented by Bed Online. So, I mean, and here's the deal, you know, if you know of anybody, you know, wanting to advertise, we're always looking for segments that we want to you know, name after, you know, our sponsors, you know, all of our, you know, our guests come to you by the Workman's Travel Center hotline, Workman's Travel Center, they have locations in Ozark and Rudy, and I mean, I'm really thankful because I'm telling you, Jacob, you know good as well as we did when we started this thing four years ago, we didn't know what a sponsor was, you know, and here we are, we got, we got a family and, you know, a family of sponsors that are willing to let us promote them and, you know, help us out to run these live shows. And of course our good man, Corey Heinemann up in Springdale, Arkansas, but Jacob, I'll, I guess we'll start with you and, and I guess it will do two part, you know, I'll really, I'd love to hear, you know, your favorite just in general, this could be high school, right. little league, anything, your favorite sports memory, and then your favorite Arkansas sports memory. Okay. So as far as sports memory goes, uh, there was, I'm going to go kick it back to my high school days, Eldorado, Arkansas, shout out to my Wildcats. And it's not a, it's not been very long ago. It was being able to see my little brother go live out his dream. <laughs> I remember this. Porter knows where I'm going with I that. sent it and you the video. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, so I'm, I'm sitting there in the stadium. It's, it, it's, it's freezing rain. Kyle, uh, Kyle Sutherland has his little purple umbrella down there on the sideline. Uh, but, yeah, my little brother, 6A, uh, 6A Eldorado Wildcats, winning the state championship this year. But being able to see him actually get in the action. So, he's an offensive lineman, starting offensive lineman, uh, right guard. Uh, yeah, right guard this past season for Eldorado. And dear, right before halftime, he goes out and uh, catches a lateral. And I told Cam after the game, man, you should have kept on running. So he gets the lateral, and uh, he was the last one. He ended up getting tackled by three guys, I think maybe four guys. And Cameron, he, at the time, he was like six foot three, three fifty. I mean, a pretty big kid, and and he's hard to bring down. And he catches the ball, and and he goes down. And then at halftime, my Elder Raiders leading, and and he's up there pumping up the Greenwoods out of the crowd. <laughs> So and then he turns around, like getting uh, getting the other end side of the crowd uh, pumped up, and man, it was really cool seeing that. And everybody, I mean, I had, my phone blew up. I mean, it wasn't just your video, and uh, my boss, who's actually watching the game at home, he texted me and he said, "In '78, your brother?" <laughs> I said, "Oh yeah, that's my brother. Yeah, he got into the action." So that was really cool uh, being able to see. That. I, I want to tell you. I yeah, was I was at work. I, I was at work, and I worked for Directv. And so 
I knew the game were going on, and so I, I was at this sweet lady's house, and I was hooking up her satellite, turned it on, and I, every time when I hook a, a, a new customer up, I'll go to a local channel and then to go to, like, a Discovery Channel. Well, I was yeah. like, well, I know the state championship games are on. I said, let's go to 13 real quick, PBS. And I see this play unfolding, and I'm like, holy crap. So I start recording it. <laughs> And, and I didn't know at the time it was your brother. I, I had no idea. And I just started filming it. And then when I found out it was your brother, I mean, it was, but like your point, what you said, when you have the other team applauding, I mean, that's a lineman's yeah. dream to be able just to touch the ball and run it, whether you score or not. But yeah, that, that was a, that was a really cool small world moment that, just happened to turn on the TV, and there it was, and that was your brother who, who got yeah. to touch the ball and run it. Run it. That was really awesome. Yeah. He only went about five yards, but it was hey, probably the uh, – you know what? Like, it's an obvious <laughs> dream. Like, you get that in a state championship cool. ring, what more yeah. could you ask for? Yeah, exactly. That in a state championship ring. But what about yours? Man, it, it, it's tough to choose when it comes to general because when you have kids that play and – Right. You know, you have a, a, a team that you never thought. So, I mean, I guess I'm going to kind of do a 1A and 1B. Um, I, I never thought that Clemson would win a national championship. I never. I mean, I remember a tweet and a Facebook post of playing NCAA football and saying this is the only time that Clemson would ever win a national championship. So, for when Deshaun Watson hit Hunter Renfro and they beat Alabama, that right there, I don't care if Clemson never wins another national championship again, the one that they won in 18 is not as special to me as the one that they won in 16. You know, for having a yeah. school that you never thought you would get to witness a national championship. Um, but, no, 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 no. This, the, the favorite sports memory is – the fact that, you know, having a child with a disability and never knowing that he would get to, um, you know, do anything in sports. Like, you know that with autism, you're never going to be like a football player. And, right. and my son Gavin was in first grade, and they let him run the ball and score a touchdown. So, for me, you know, that will always be my greatest sports memory is getting to watch him score a touchdown and to witness that because that will be the only time, you know, I'll, and, and he's in seventh grade now and, you know, he's going to get to be the, the equipment manager or the water boy. But you know what? This kid shows up every single day to practice. He's ready to do it, loves doing it. He got to be in the um, Special Olympics and they had a unified Special Olympics um, and him and his stepbrother got to do the bowling and they ended up getting second in state in bowling. That's an, I mean, so, I mean, it's weird how you can really name off multiple things, but yeah, I can put my pride aside and say, you know, that nothing will ever top what I got to witness him getting to score that touchdown because, I mean, he was in first grade and it was flag football or whatnot, but knowing that that will be the only time kind of he'll be able to do something like that, I, I don't think anything will ever touch that. Yeah. I remember being able to see my little brother do that because I've been watching. 
I remember mom and dad couldn't take him to his first football practice back in third grade. And I had just graduated high school. I may have been, I, no, I'd been out for two years. Gosh, dog, I feel so old. But me and my little brother were like 12 years apart. And so being able to see him uh, go and uh, open a chapter in his life and then go and end it with a state championship. And, you know, that's what all kids think about is winning titles. That, that was really cool. And I, I try not to get emotional here, but seeing my little brother have success and, and that's all he worked for. That's all him and his, his teammates worked for was winning a championship. Nothing about personal achievements, nothing about, you know, anything that I want to go out there and win a scholarship. That's what, that's what it's all about. Get a scholarship. Like, no, these guys had a team first mentality and they wanted to go out and win. And that was probably one of the most athletic offenses too that I had ever seen. I mean, at, at the uh, high school level. Well, and their defense was no stout. Man. Their, their oh defense was on point. You were talking about, look, yeah. when, when you can sit there and say you shut down Greenwood, that, yeah. that's saying something. You didn't play some chump team. But, but right. no, I mean, I get, like, what you're saying with, with holding back emotions. I mean, that's one of, one of them subjects that if I was talking in front of a bunch of people, like, I have – me, look, yeah. I have to look away from the camera because if I'm looking at the camera – you get emotional about it because that yeah. it's just getting to witness stuff like that. But yeah, I feel yeah, you I on can, on that and getting to. I can, yeah, I can identify with you with the Special Olympics talk too because my little sister can mm-hmm. get in it as well, and she, I mean, she's nationally renowned. I mean, I mean, you you ask some people, and she's a big NASCAR fan, and that's something that she relates to. And you will see people like that are big NASCAR gurus that works for Fox or NBC, former NASCAR drivers, they'll talk about her. Like, it's just the craziest thing. That's awesome. She's she's NASCAR's version of Kane and Sandy for the Razorbacks. That's what's really uh, neat and cool is them them taking her in. And that's the cool thing about seeing uh, people like that get involved in Special Olympics. Joe Nichols, one of the big country singers, Mm -hmm. too. Uh, he he has a sister with Down syndrome, and he's really involved. And I, I was able to meet him, and and how kind and tender-hearted he was to to the special needs uh, community was something so cool. I know we're getting off topic here, but yeah, that's, oh that's no, thank that's, it's, I remember so it's many personal. Years. I mean, that's what I want it to be like. And I remember yeah, we done this, we done a podcast a long time ago. I really want to say. It was the one of the first ones I was ever on. And matter of fact, the second article I ever wrote for Tyler Butler out in South Carolina was the track and field deal that Gavin got to. And me, the first time I got to experience it. I mean, I it's overwhelming. It. it is overwhelming. Yeah. Anybody who, I mean, I, I challenge, and I did back then. This is four years ago. It's crazy. You know, four years ago, you're like, I challenge anybody to do anything for the Special Olympics because it will change. It will instantly change your life. These kids are out there, no care in the world, playing these games. And and, and, and Greenwood put on an amazing Olympic village and had a karaoke thing where the kids can be kids. And, I mean, we can talk the same talk with this because we share it, you know. And, And... Nothing has ever moved me. I remember, like, when I got in my my van and was getting ready to leave for from my lunch break. I mean, it took me five minutes, a good five, ten minutes, to really, like, just gather myself of what I just witnessed, 
your son's a part of this, your child is a part of this, and how it moved you, I mean, there will be nothing ever like it again, you know. And then again, mm-hmm. like with, with Gavin, he's in seventh grade now and getting to be the equipment manager and getting to call it up at practice, you hear these stories of them taking him in and making him a part of the team. It's – I don't know do you, if you remember the um, – Oh my goodness! He was the he was the equipment manager at this high school in Pennsylvania, and he had autism. And they let him play, and he ended up scoring twenty points in the game. He won an ESPY award for it. And this kid entered the game just to say that he was going to play at the game, and then hit yeah. six threes. And when I mean, it was just and I'm sitting there just bawling, you know, because like right. it, it, it's a moving story. And for and him to get an ESPY, that that was amazing. Yeah, and then you saw it last year. I think uh, I know his last name was Tollison, but it was over there at uh, Lake Hamilton. Yep, uh, in the basketball, yes. the bas- their basketball team last year, and it was against El Dorado. Uh, uh, just so happened to be against El Dorado, and he he went out there and hit like two or three threes there at the, in the middle of the ball game, and and that's what moments are about. Like mm-hmm. I know we 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 like to think about the Darren McFadden's and and the highlight highlight tapes of Ryan Mallett and Jarius Wright and all the greats, but you, you stand back and you look at that and you think that is a special sports moment. Those kids that work just as hard as your regular guys that are on the bench, the, the managers that all they dream about is going out there and just shooting one basket and making it and their dreams coming true. Mm-hmm. That's what it's all about, man. Because they would and never get that in a normal setting. They would never yeah. – get the opportunity and and that's the thing like we're seeing more and more of it but people don't understand that you see a lot of it but you're like that's the only time they'll get to do that that's the only time they'll get to witness it so and I know we've kind of went on a little tangent about it got you know but it 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 means a lot to me like we were talking about the, the the basketball tournament and the autism stuff you know, I play softball, and I swing an autism bat. I swing with autism gloves. I do what I can. I do my part to raise awareness for kids with autism. That's special to me. I'll always, yeah. I mean, my tat, I've got a tattoo of a Clemson Tiger Paw with the autism puzzle pieces. You know, I've, I never wanted to brand myself with my team because it was, I, I felt like I would uh, jinx myself, but. <laughs> when I did that and then included the, the, the puzzle pieces, the, the it, it was special, you know. And so it, it's one of the things you play for a cause, just like the tur- the basketball tournament. You play for a cause. So, you know, I'm 40 now. I should have no business to go out there playing softball on Saturdays. But when I do, you know, I want to raise awareness for autism. I want to go out and I love the bats that they make just for autism awareness. That I mean, it, it's one of the things that the things that you can get now with the the puzzle pieces and stuff like that. It, it, it right. really means a lot to me. So I make sure to get it because they, they provide it for us. So I'll, I'll spend any amount of money for it. Right. And we, and let's talk a little bit about some Razorback stuff. Maybe, maybe in some Clemson stuff here, the memories, I and mean, you talked about last week uh, about the memory of Deshaun Watson to uh, Hunter. To, Renfro, uh, yeah. Hunter. Yeah. That I watched that pit, that, that play the other day. And a lot of people were like, Oh, it was an illegal pick play, but man, that was a methodical drive. Mm-hmm. Something that you 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 have Jalen Hurts going fifty yards to the end zone, 
and then the very next drive, you and Deshaun Watson comes back and and I mean with like ten seconds left, brings them all the way down the field, and you could have tied it with a field goal. But hey, yep. you got time on the clock. Don't don't uh, I mean go out there and win it. And they did. That yeah, was really and, cool. And you had Leggett. You know the tight end makes some. I mean critical catches. Williams. Yeah. I mean I mean there was just catches that was. I mean I can replay that final drive. Funny story about it. I'm very superstitious when I watch Clemson play or, or even if it's an Arkansas game. If I'm watching a game and I'm rooting for a certain team, I'm very superstitious. I have to have things a certain way. So I, all my, my wife and kids have went to bed and I'm watching the game, have not been bothered all game. Clemson's up. I hear a door open. And as my oldest stepson is walking down the hallway – Jalen Hurts is running in for the, that last touchdown with two minutes left in the game. I turn around and just say, go to your room. And, I mean, I, he was – I mean, he's going to be a junior now, but he was in third, fourth grade then, you know, just scared the living daylights out of him. He turns around and just about face, doesn't ask questions, go to, goes to his room, and then that epic drive happened. But – you know what? That's the thing. People are going to say illegal pick here, there, whatever. You know, I, I don't know. It, it, it's just one. It's almost like the, the 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 tuck rule. I'll never admit that it was a legal pick play. You know, but still, yet we got the national title. But I I do want to say uh, a favorite Arkansas memory for me. It was actually, and I might get some people mad about it, but it was actually in a loss. I remember when Arkansas played Florida back in 2003. Matt Jones was the quarterback. Chris Leak was playing. I was at, this was my very first time getting to go watch a game in Fayetteville. I got to go watch. I watched a lot of Razorback games when they played in Little Rock. When, when Tennessee had Heath Shuler, I would watch them play, catch some games down there, and then I would get to – my dad was on, in, the, uh, in the Army, so we lived on Little Rock Air Force Base. So I would got to go to watch some games at War Memorial. But – my favorite Razorback memory was this was back before where people could actually go outside the stadium and watch it from the hill on the yeah. north side of the stadium. So Florida was up big time. I mean, 31-17, something like that in the fourth quarter. Well, Matt Jones just leads them on this comeback. And so Chris Leak throws an interception and – People had left the stadium. I want to say there was only twenty to 30,000 people in the stadium. But where I was sitting, I was underneath the upper deck. You, yeah. you couldn't hear the person next to you speak. That's how loud it was with just 20. I couldn't imagine being in that stadium during the Texas game when it was a full house. I could not because I remember what it was like when 20,000. But I just remember throwing that pick. You're thinking Matt Jones is going to lead him to a win, and then you see the penalty flag. I mean, it was just one of them oh gut-wrenching. Tony Buett, he did hit him head-to-head, you know, helmet-to-helmet content. But it was just what I got to witness in that was one of my favorite Razorback memories. But then you get to cover the sports, and you get to see – what these programs like the basketball team, the football team, the women's sports, were all these programs were five years ago compared to now, 
right now in Arkansas history is my favorite sports memory because yeah. we're getting to see the pinnacle of every sport. Other, I mean, I guess you can say pinnacle of football because or, or basketball because they're not winning. But I'm just saying you get what I'm getting when the how successful every single sport is here at the University of Arkansas and, and getting to be, you know, cover the, the programs that we get to cover. I mean, to me, that's the greatest sports memory without being, you know, you see the background, you know what I mean? You can't get immersed in Arkansas sports not covering the teams. You know, I have an allegiance with my team, but I'm saying when it comes to Arkansas sports, right now getting to live in the moment, knowing that every season's going to be special, what Sam Pittman's done, Musselman, Neighbors, Weber, Watson, Hale, Diefel, all the coaches, you know, Taylor, all the coaches that have been able to do things successfully at the University of Arkansas has been an honor and a pleasure. We're able to do this podcast. We're able to have the fans that we have because if they weren't good, we wouldn't have the fans we have. Right. If they weren't successful, we wouldn't have. So long story short, my favorite Arkansas memory is what's going on right now at the University of Arkansas. Man, I've got so many that run through my head. And I, I think about Matt Jones and and how he tore up Texas and Austin. And, and then you fast forward. And I'm a young guy. I'm only 30. And, and it feels like I have memories from the 80s and 90s and seeing Quinn Grovey be able to go out there and, and tear it up on the field. My earliest memories is seeing Matt Jones go out there and ball out being able to see him on senior day dunk the football over the goalpost and get a penalty. And then I remember the days of McFadden and the roar of the crowd as he crossed the 50, splitting defenders against LSU in 06. And even though they lost that game, I remembered the roar of the crowd. And I think somebody mentioned it like kind of like how the crescendo of the crowd. You could hear him roar because you knew he was going to get 20 or 30 yards, but then he splits the defenders at the 50 and just – goes on and I mean I never heard anything like it until Rocket Sanders did the same thing against Texas this past year I haven't I haven't not heard a roar of a crowd like that since and it's cool that they're both number fives uh being able to being able to see that but my I I, I have a lot of memories and, and, a, and a lot of people will a lot of people can can can't agree with me with that but the one of the sweetest memories ever that in, in recent history is the moment that I knew Arkansas was about to pick up their first SEC victory under Sam Pittman against Mississippi State in Starkville during the COVID shortened year, and I remember standing there in the living room in unbelief because we hadn't won a game. Arkansas, not we. Arkansas hadn't won a game in like twenty one consecutive SEC games, and being able to see. Greg Brooks taking interception for a pick six, being able to see hey, uh, Hudson Henry catch a catch a pass for a touchdown, and I didn't want to believe it because we've been we were so conditioned to losing under Chad Morris, and then I remember sitting there taking a video of the whole thing, and I started singing "Sail On" by Lionel Richie, <laughs> and I was telling the pirate Mike Leach, "Sail On, pirate! <laughs> Goodbye, never felt so good that SEC." Losing streak never felt so good ending it. And you, that was really, you look back at it now, that was the turning point 
in the uh, in the Arkansas football era. Yeah, you got all that pressure off your back. You 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 got yeah. so much off your back there. And and you yeah. bring up Darren McFadden. It, it just you know he did a run against LSU, and it wasn't his run. Oh yeah, it was the Casey Dick block. Casey Dick block. That yes. to me, I, I completely forgot about that. But you talking about a quarterback that ran fifty sixty yards down the field. And just blew up this defender and let uh, – so that was another one of those moments like it always just comes back to your, your yeah. mind when you're thinking of, of, of Razorback. But, you yes, again, you could go on and on, you know, the Qualls dunk and, and just, you know, just getting to yeah. win these, you know, SEC titles and, and, and just the success in the football team and – Beating Texas A and M and getting all these these firsts that these programs have had, but you know we're just scratching the surface. I'm forty, and I just scratch the surface. I mean, I don't remember the heydays of the Holtz days in the seventies and eighties. You know, I remember the name Quinn Groby, but you know back then my my idol was you know Rocket Ismail to Notre Dame. That was the I mean it was crazy how you get introduced to sports and. You know, you think about, you know, I was in my cousin's bedroom and I seen this poster. It, was a, it wasn't a poster. It was a tore-out sheet of a Sports Illustrated. And it was Rocket Ismail out of Notre Dame. That was my first sports hero. And then yeah. King Griffey Jr. And then Michael Jordan. And, and so you go on and on about these, these people. And, you know, the, the, the arguments. And when it comes to the GOAT, we're talking about Jordan and, and being the GOAT. Like, I will never come off of that hill. There are just certain yeah. things that you'll never come off of. Yeah, having a life-size poster of Dale Jr., Budweiser uh, in my room, and then having a uh, big poster of Mark McGuire, who was my idol. I played baseball growing up as a kid until I was 13 or 14 years old. And I, I idolized Mark McGuire, Barry Bonds, and and uh, Derek Jeter and and Pudge Rodriguez, like there's so many names I can think of baseball wise and football wise. I I always was a I love going out in the yard and throwing a football uh, across my body like Brett Favre. Mm-hmm. I idolized him. He was he was so much in my childhood. And you had Matt Jones and there's just so many man. I love this topic, not just Razorback wise, yeah, pro wise in high school. Like, there's just so many things. I love that you, you brought that topic up to me this morning because it got me to thinking about what are my moments. And I, I think about it, I'm like, there's so many, it's hard to pick just it's, one. It, it is. You know, you, you're talking about Mark McGuire. I mean, you look at baseball. The, there was no other better summer than, than the home run chase between Sosa and McGuire. You know, and, and then that home run derby. You're talking about home run derbies. Like, I'm watching the home run derby right now, you know, and – when McGuire went off, and, and then the what was the guy's name out of the Texas Rangers? He, uh, man, he, I mean, he ended up hitting the record for most home runs in a round. You know, I mean, he just, yeah. you start going, you know, when you're talking about like the sweetest sound in sports, and when you hit a ball and you know it's gone, or you hear the crack yeah. of that bat and you know it's a home run, to me, the roar of a crowd, the swish of a net, the, Anything, nothing beats the sound of a ball getting hit off a bat and you know it's gone. Whether it's aluminum bat, 
composite bat, wooden bat, nothing sounds sweeter than when you blast a ball and you're like, oh, yeah. okay, that's gone. That I mean, that's gone. And but yeah, it's it's just you get taken back to your childhood years when you're talking about remembering sports memories and and, and what your favorite memory is. And I hope you know to to our fans and our listeners out there, you know, it, it takes you back when you're really trying to nail down one favorite sports memory that that maybe it it it's it's personal you know it not right. and that's what the good thing is about it it's your favorite memory it's not a top memory it's a, not a top moment in sports it, it is your time to be allowed to be like that is the moment where i fell in love with sports i fell in with love with the arkansas razorbacks or your favorite team so but, but I guess Jacob, I mean, if you ain't got anything else, we'll we'll wrap this baby yeah. up. We man, we had a uh, long show there tonight, man. It, I don't really know if I have anything else because, man, if we keep on talking about sports <laughs> moments, I can go all night. I know if we kept on talking about sports. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah like we and we already talked about. The, we probably didn't even scratch the surface of what uh, some of the SEC media days. We'd have to do another show tomorrow just to recap it. Yeah, and, I, and that's what we'll pick up on that next week. We might oh, even yeah. come on, depending on, you know, our schedules, of course. But right. we might do oh, a yeah. Sunday show to, you know, kind of wrap up, you know, SEC media days. But we all know what that is. It's coach speak. It's, it's you oh, know, yeah. there might be a little excitement. But I don't get too wrapped up in SEC media days. But we're getting closer to the football season. Hooten, guys, Arkansas sports people, Hooten's Magazine's coming out. So, you know, that's the – unofficial official start of high school football you know i've got a stepson that's playing you know high school ball i've got a stepson that's playing seventh grade ball so i cannot wait it's my favorite time of the year watching high school you can give me college tbt anything man i'm telling you i was born and raised in ozark my, my parents went to Ozark. there is nothing that brings me greater joy than seeing my kids play for those ozark hillbillies just like with you and your brother, that he getting to play for El Dorado, you know, there's just there's no joy in it. There's no nothing better than being at a football field on a Friday night. Absolutely. Well, guys, that will do it again. Thank you to our sponsors. Thank you to our listeners. We will do it again next week for myself, Porter Hayes, Jacob Davis. We will catch you next week. <laughs>